0: Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Outside is Overrated is brought to you by Premier Health. Check out their website at PremierHealthMN.com. That's PremierHealthMN.com. I'm your host, Thompson Logic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we're going to be discussing Wolfenstein Youngblood. Joining me for the discussion today are the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. Hey, yo. And Dr. C. Casey Aline.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
0: Not much. So, uh, I didn't really prepare anything for this show. Do you guys just want to talk about your feelings or what?
1: I feel good, Tom. I feel good. Yes. You go
0: back from Fargo today and here you are at nine o'clock at night to record about Wolfenstein.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, that's not a fun drive. Very flat. It was really windy today. So kind of uh, a little sketchy at times, especially when you're a little bit sleepy from the long weekend. Um, but we made her, um, stopped at some random place in fergus falls and had a actually pretty good dinner that was that was good but yeah, yeah. here here we are recording a podcast so,
2: so did you ever have one of those moments where you know you start to this like lull off just a little bit and hit the rumble strips and then you just sort of jerk awake and you like say back to the kids just see if you're awake yeah you know, i was i never hit the rumble strips but okay. i did a few times
1: like get to the point where i was slapping myself in the face to keep myself awake uh <laughs> jessica and i did have to pull over and uh switched places to <laughs> because yeah not, not good
0: yeah given uh, your own personal history that's got to be kind of a terrifying thing huh would you care to elaborate on that thought at all or should we just move on
1: hey dog no, yeah uh, don't uh don't sleep or don't drive when drowsy kids because i do have experience with that i, I wrecked a perfectly good boat <laughs> um coming back from a fishing trip, my dad fell asleep next to me and I was driving. a very long, straight, boring country road.
0: Lake of the woods to Midwest Minnesota, yep, right? Coming
1: back from Lake of the Woods, fell asleep. Um luckily at a spot where uh there weren't trees lined up on the side. We ended up down in the ditch. Boat went flying, broke off the hitch, went flying like two hundred yards ahead of us, not kidding, like two hundred yards ahead of us. Oh, that's, how, that's how that's all like much force that was then the boat went into the trees and then even went farther into the woods so we had to get the tow company out they cut the boat out of the woods boat was trashed truck somehow made it like fine it stopped um just 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 had a whole bunch of weeds underneath Pulled all the weeds out drove home with it yeah that way and they, they actually had to pick the boat up the towing company took the boat towed that put it up on a lift we just drove underneath it they dropped it back down we had to um zip not zip tie but like we had like uh what are those those tie downs yeah. tie down uh to the to the trailer and then uh, yeah we made her made her home thankfully like i mean could have been so much worse should be dead honestly like lucky no cars were coming lucky we didn't hit a tree uh could have been awful but yeah don't drive drowsy
0: we're very thankful that you are here and that you are here safely my friend so after that heavy bit let's talk about <laughs> killing some nazis huh killing some nazis <laughs> yeah we want our scalps right Wait, want them scalps? Wrong media, huh? Wrong media. That was a, yeah, a movie.
1: Well, that's fine. Okay, that's I think I think everybody. Same genre a, of Nazi hey, beating. If right? people listen to the show and I listen to the podcast, they should know what the hell we're talking about, Tom.
0: Yeah, that's true. I did a whole show on Tarantino, and uh, what was that movie? Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that movie. I wasn't so big on that.
2: Since that's part of the name, do you have to bleep that out?
0: Uh, because it's Game Pass forever and I don't tend to edit the show, no.
2: Oh, okay, good. Yeah,
0: yeah, try not to swear
2: anymore. Well, i am just saying the name of the movie, Yeah, it.
0: Burns the Sailor over here. <laughs> Thank you for that little bit of retribution, too. I'm not beating that either. <laughs> that explicit rating is all because of the Hobby Box Joe Burns at twitch.tv slash Hobby Box. Bur- no, I messed that up. I'm not going to get it out either. It just goes no, like that forever.
2: They'll, they'll find me if they want to. Yeah, okay, so, uh, <laughs>
0: clearly I didn't prepare at all for this show, but we're going to labor through and do the best that we can. Let's start with the core gameplay loop of Wolfenstein Youngblood. Or maybe I should set up the game. I should probably set up the entire game. Wolfenstein Youngblood is a cooperative shooter set in the Wolfenstein universe. It takes place like 15 years or 20 years after the events of the original Wolfenstein game and follows BJ Blazkowicz's daughters as they are are on a quest to hunt down dear old dad. Ripped right out of Fallout 3. The core gameplay loop... You go on a mission, you shoot a bunch of Nazis, you get XP, and then you level up. Mm -hmm. Pretty standard shooter fare. This game has a Metacritic rating of 68 and was developed by Machine Games and Arcane Studios. The first question that I want to ask you guys, Casey, you don't get to answer because you've never played a video game before. (laughs) Burnsy, is there anything that sets Wolfenstein Youngblood apart from other modern narrative focused shooters? From
2: other narrative-focused shooters, huh? Um, I mean, the co-op aspect of it is something that's pretty novel. Uh, There aren't... I mean, there's games that do it. Like, Halo, for a while, has had, like, the ability to play co-op through the campaign uh, and things like that. Um, So I think... that, But that's kind of what it is. I mean, you only have two people co-op. There's not a lot of... uh, there's not a lot of first-person shooters, I think, that limit the co-op to just that. But it makes sense in the story in that you're playing these two twin daughters. And and so, you know, there's only two of them. You're not going to have just random Joe Blow from, you know, New Paris or whatever that's going to be there. With they you. didn't have
0: a single person that was capable of donning a power suit and joining the party. The Blasquitzes could not have had a third child of either gender.
2: I mean, they could have maybe. I guess I don't remember lore-wise if there was a reason why they couldn't have another kid. I don't know
0: so if the co-op is the big differentiator here you and I have played a fair amount of co-op shooters Is this a top tier co-op shooter a mid-tier co-op shooter or a lower tier? um it's
2: a good question um like I, that, 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 that's really tricky I, I would probably say mid-tier it doesn't do anything that makes it like stand out as oh my gosh this is a great co-op shooter. By any stretches stretch of the imagination, uh, but I think it it it, it do, it's not terrible either. I don't think so. Like when you said the Metacritic was sixty eight, I actually thought that that was maybe a bit low.
0: I had the exact same feeling.
2: Um, but it's one of those things where it 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 also doesn't do anything that's it doesn't do anything that's re- literally just like this is this is insane. And I think the difficulty that it has is that so. It has, like, the gunplay from the first two Wolfenstein games. Like, the new, like, kind of rebooted Wolfenstein. Um, and 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 that's good. Uh, but from a narrative perspective, it, it loses a little bit of, like, how well, I think, the original Wolfenstein games did, narratively. Um, in that you have, A, your... You have your main characters that are a little bit weird (laughs) just a touch and we'll get into that maybe a little bit more uh but i think they do a much better job in the other wolfenstein games of of building up the other characters there too whereas this seems to be just those two and then like there's their friend abby that came with them um that works for the fbi i think or something or some
0: her mom heads the fbi yeah
2: yeah i knew it was something like that um and uh, But you don't really get a whole lot about them, whereas I think, especially... So I've played uh, Wolfenstein, I think it's the New Order, because I haven't played New Colossus, which is the second Wolfenstein game, um, in this rebooted version of the franchise. But in the first game, they do a lot of work of building up all of the characters that are part of the resistance movement. And you get like little... Bits and blurbs about them in this game But you really other than like dropping off A quest then picking up another quest Or or maybe you know randomly finding Some of them in the sewers somewhere Mm. Like you don't get much from them And that's that's unfortunate because they do some Crazy
0: stuff with with, like Those characters uh, Especially in the first game the impressions I had from the other characters in Wolfenstein Youngblood is that they just sit around the base, and they just mm-hmm. hang out, like we're off doing our thing. Casey, I'll come back to you. I love to troll you about never playing games, but this is at least the fourth co-op shooter we played in the last 12 months together. There was Gears 5, there was the original Halo, there was uh, um, Outriders, Outriders and I think there was another one too, wasn't there, or was it just those? I think there. just those four. Yep. Thinking about those experiences in Wolfenstein Youngblood, how did you feel about the... Uh, well, A, the core gameplay loop, but also the cooperative element of it?
1: Um, I thought they were okay. Um, of, the, of the four that we've played, this is my least favorite. Um, like, I was going to actually, act with Joey, and, and maybe, well, you too, Tom, Like, how many co-op shooters have you played that incorporate environmental puzzles into the <laughs> into the aspect? Because that was one thing where, Tom, you and I were going through it, and I was like, what in the hell is this? There's a section like in the very first part of the game where you're kind of blindly stumbling around in the dark and you have to jump to different ledges and stuff like that. And then as a first-person shooter, I just found that kind of odd and out of place. Um, this
0: game loved the freaking darkness.
1: Yeah, it was weird, honestly. Like, I just, it just kind of seemed, like I said, it seemed out of place for for the type of game that it was. Um, well,
0: lots, of, lots of modern shooters do have some version of... Environmental puzzles to kind of break up the action and to change the pacing. Doom Eternal springs to mind because they have a lot of like mobility focused skills there, so it kind of makes sense. And this, the level you're talking about in that very first stage, was such a pain to navigate because like it isn't exactly clear what you need to jump on. I get you know on glowing ledges like in Uncharted to show every single path, but it was also super frustrating. Like, I'm playing first person shooter to shoot some Nazis, and I'm like. I don't know where to jump, I don't know where to go, I don't know where to progress, and I don't necessarily want to look it up on my phone, like, if I have to look up the solution on my phone, why don't I just go play something, why don't I go play Doom Eternal? Well, and Tom,
2: you've played, uh, Darksiders, right? That's the, not Darksiders, uh, what's the name of the, uh, of the Arcane game? Series? Dishonored. Dishonored, there. I knew it started with a D, but I knew it wasn't Darksiders when I said it. Mm. Um, I mean, the maps are kind of like what they are in that, correct?
0: There's an element. I, having played Dishonored and having played some Deathloop, there's a very arcane style of designing maps, and kind of the core tenet is that there's multiple paths to achieve what you want. I think they accomplish that feat better than anybody else, and oftentimes, going through the levels and heading towards objectives, there are multiple paths. We could spread out, we could flank from different areas, and the the maps had a very arcane feel to me. The environmental puzzles, not necessarily. Uh, because a lot of well at least Dishonored had a very heavy stealth focus so they were like stealth paths or you could just blast your way through and you had a lot of flexibility with how you approach things
2: yeah and the stealth in this game um... sucks well it's it's terrible you have it for such a small amount of time you can throw one tomahawk and then they discover you yeah until you level (laughs) up to like the third level where you can do more while you're stealth but that's like so far into the game
0: you're talking specifically cloaking which is an ability that you can choose or not choose I chose the knock them down ability which was absolutely worthless Uh, I agree (laughs) You had the cloaking ability. Uh, there were a couple of times, we played for a couple of hours last night, and, like, you went into this area to try to sneak up on people and try to clear them out a little bit, and it just flat out didn't work. It did <laughs> no, not seem like a viable playthrough at all. It never did. Like, I was more successful with my suppressed uh, sniper rifle yeah. at picking off a couple of guys before we were noticed, and the heat got turned up.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was. it was one of those things where I think nine times out of ten when I would try to stealth in with my cloaking and like get at least a kill before it would happen uh I would maybe get that kill but I would be getting like pummeled by eight guys at the same time right after that that yeah th- there there was definitely some issues with that i I feel like um and I don't know if if sure you could like try to put some time into like leveling those up but even then, like, you can't get the second level till you're level 10. You can't get the third level till you're level 20. And, and it's just one of those things where I don't think you get the abilities to make that actually worthwhile until you'd be so far into the game. And even then, like, unless you could chain together, like, three kills before, like, you would be discovered, like, it's not worthwhile. It just doesn't work. And I, so I think that's that's part of the problem with it. Another part of the problem is there's there's a little bit of clunkiness with the controls, um, I think at a lot of points throughout throughout the game.
0: Elaborate on that point. I didn't have much of an issue with the controls. So the, the biggest the
2: biggest it wasn't necessarily that the controls weren't precise because I think like I like I said before I think the shooting was really good and I think I think that stuff was great. But the what I'm talking about is like where your reticule has to be or where you have to be in order for it to tell you, hey, you can do a stealth kill by clicking in the right stick. It, it seemed like it was wonky as to when that would happen. Um, well,
0: you need that voice in your head telling you to turn off the targeting computer and just feel the force.
2: Right, but you you can't do a stealth kill until, like, you're right up. You and can, until, like, that pops up. You could chuck your tomahawk at them or your knife at them. Yeah. But you can't actually do, like, the actual, like, stealth kill, which actually isn't that stealthy because if anybody's, like, within shot, they see you anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I didn't even know that there were stealth kills. I thought that the stealth kills were specifically chucking your thrown weapons at enemies. And and
2: that was another one of those things where, and granted, throwing something at people that are, like, moving is supposed to be hard. But the amount of times that I'd have someone lined up and I'd throw a tomahawk (laughs) and they'd just, like, whoop juke out of the way like they're eddie george or something (laughs) it's just like what's the point of me throwing these stupid things eddie Uh,
0: george that's kind uh, of an old reference i don't know it's the first like running back that popped in my head for some reason eddie george is always at the top of our minds and outside is overrated may he rest in peace barry sanders he's still alive barry sanders probably would have been better i thought eddie george was dead Steve McNair is dead. Steve McNair is dead. Yeah, and the yes. two are forever linked. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm back too. were you able to sneak up on anyone and actually execute any stealth kills?
1: I didn't sneak attack anybody, but I used hand-to-hand combat oh, all I'm, the time. I
0: played with you one time. Yeah, I am familiar. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, these guys hit really hard when they melee you. I'm like, yeah, stop getting <laughs> hit by them. Let's see, here's oh, the no. thing. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, Tom used the F-bomb. Uh, uh, anyway... <laughs> But when I played with you, Tom, I will admit I was a little rusty at the time. I got really good at it though later on. Like it, as I advanced farther into this game, like I was kicking some ace with the, like when I was playing with the uh, with the AI. But um, yeah, I used that a lot where I would just straight up run into a fight and just clobber the first person I saw, and then I would use double jump to get out of there. And like I was using a lot of different environmental aspects to hide Mm -hmm. Duck Undercover. I'd come running out at a person. I'd do the, like, little slide attack where I'd jump in and smash people, and then I'd, like, get the upfront kill. Like, it was, like, one of the most effective ways that I could. I found that if I stood back and shot people, that's when I got my butt kicked most of the time because the drones would come out, the drones would kick the crap out of you, uh, or you'd get sniped from know, some ledge that you can't even see the guy at. It was when I was just getting up in their face that I was actually able to do the most most damage and get through areas.
0: That's interesting. That sounds like a very fun way to play. I had a very secluded approach. I'd stay in a hallway. I'd be near a choke point. Uh, Birds and I had some success in the dark where we'd find different paths and do some crossfire to mow down enemies. I did not spend much time getting up in the face. I did use my Tomahawk though primarily as a finisher. Like, as, if I was shooting at somebody, and particularly if I ran out of ammo towards the end of that enemy's health bar, I just chucked the Tomahawk and hoped for the best.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would work okay, too. I, it's funny that you say that the uh, the cloaking thing was kind of worthless, because I found myself wishing, based on the way that I played this, that I would have gotten that. Um or use that instead of the like you said Tom that the charge or whatever the heck that attack is called because I too I kind of found like that one didn't work very well. There were a couple of times where I was able to execute it but most of the time it was just up front smashing the right stick hack you know yeah. just killing them that way. Well,
2: and you and you can spec into both of them. Like you get one of them to start with and then you could spec down the other path but I always felt like there was other things that were more important. To,
1: uh, yeah, exactly. To yep. I I just didn't want to spend that cuz I think it's 5 points to to get in and that's that's super expensive
0: well let's get into the upgrade system here there's a few things going on every enemy you kill and every crate you open up you get experience and as you gain so much experience you gain a level every level you gain you get a two percent permanent damage increase for all time and you get one ability point when you complete a side quest you also get an ability point There are three skill trees that you can invest these ability points in. The mind tree, the muscle tree, and the power tree. There are also silver coins that you got from defeating enemies, opening crates, and just randomly lying around the world. And use those to upgrade your weapons, either for better accuracy, better rate of fire, or uh, better damage. I had a lot of issues with the abilities in this game. Bernsey when we were talking about The Witcher, like, I asked why we were <laughs> friends when you weren't spending your ability points. In this game, I just had a big stockpile because I thought the abilities, outside of the ones that gave you more health and more armor, were largely worthless. And those armor and health upgrades were level-gated. You could get one at level 1, you could get one at level 10, you could get one at level 20, you can get one at level 30. I made it to level 25 in this game. I just hit 25 before we signed off last night. I was just sitting on skill points. I'm like, none of this sounds interesting to me. And like... It's The skill points, it's not one point to upgrade each one of these skills. They'd have random costs assigned to them. And at one point, like I had a, just a crap load of skill points, and it drives me personally insane <laughs> knowing that I have those skill points to spend and that they're just sitting there not being used. So I'm like, whatever, I'll start dumping into this one where I can pick up big weapons. That wound up being kind of cool because you could store the uh, big enemies' big weapons, which normally you cannot do. But ultimately, I just did not like the ability upgrade system am i crazy did you guys have a different take on this thing
1: no i actually agree with you 100 percent on that um i'm kind of to that point too i'm not quite to level 25 i can't remember what level i got it to but it's the same thing where i didn't feel like it was worth it to invest in any of the other things because i was just saving those skill points for when i do level up to the next branch so i can just keep applying it into more health and more armor and um I did do the the big weapon thing, too. And like you said, it's it's cool, but those big weapons, most of the time, have very limited ammo capacity, Mm -hmm. so you only have them for, like, a couple shots.
0: The benefit of investing the six skill points to put them into your inventory, then each time you pick them up, you're building up that uh ammo inventory a little bit so i was thinking after we stopped playing burns we ended on a big boss that uh, mm-hmm. we eventually wiped on i should have used those big weapons then oh, but yeah. i'd just been sitting on them what are you thinking <laughs> i was thinking i am tired as balls this month has been very challenging <laughs> and i need to go to bed because i have a big family day tomorrow and then i'm recording tomorrow night
2: that's what i was thinking gotcha uh so i i don't know I, it I mean, it definitely, the abilities definitely weren't on the same, like, scope of something like Witcher 3 was, obviously. I don't
0: think they're on the scope of anything good. Like, I, any skill-based shooter that I can think of, like, Borderlands immediately jumps to mind, Outriders, anything where you're investing skill points, I think they all did it better than Wolfenstein Youngblood.
2: I dis- actually, I prefer a system like this to Borderlands.
0: Interesting. Because
2: I've... Borderlands always feels like, to me, hey, you pick this one tree, and... I mean, you could grab a skill or two from over here, but you go down this tree, you grab that stuff.
0: And you go down the tree burns, don't grab a skill from anywhere else. You but, get but, to that ultimate ability. But I,
2: So the thing with this was that you actually had a little bit more of a, okay, I want this because I want to play this way. I want to try to get these big weapons so that I can play this way. Or um, I want to level up so that I can keep multiple grenades and they do more damage. Uh, so there there were options and decisions. I mean, I felt, found myself spending the points. Like, I mean, I would let them bank a little bit so then I could see, okay, I can spend two here and two here or I could spend four here, right? And then try to weigh those things between each other. And the fact that, granted, they were still, like, split up across three different pages, which I didn't like. Uh, I would much rather have everything flat on the screen so I can see all my options at once instead of having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but for me, I was still able to parse through it for it being a co-op game where I have to make a decision quickly so we can keep moving.
0: And especially when I had a hard stop last night. Right. That didn't do us any favors with upgrading our characters. Right. <laughs>
2: I felt like I had... I was It was easier to figure out what I needed to... Or what I wanted to spec down compared to Borderlands... Where I feel like I need to take ten minutes to try to study. What are my next couple of things that I'm going to like go down here for this, you know, or, or what decisions do I need to make? What 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 am I gonna what am I gonna unlock here, and what types of weapons are best for this? Like, I, it just it seems like there was a lot more of a deep think with the Borderlands stuff, whereas this it's like okay, this is sort of you know quick and dirty. Pick this because I want to end up getting this, uh, and then move forward with it, you
0: know. It's interesting to me that we're so split here because I love the Borderlands because I can go right down to the ultimate abilities. I'm like, all right, this is the one I'm working towards. And then each level, I'm like, everything costs one skill point. I have that one skill point, and I can look at the two or three options. I'm like, uh, this one, this one, this one. And I, for me, it's very easy to process that and just make a snap decision and just keep rolling with the game.
2: Yeah, no, it's just... It- I always have a hard time at the start trying to figure out okay which of these three paths do I want to go down, and I'll start going down one and I'm like oh crap I wish I would have went down this one because that's more fun right, um, and having I think I think having that ultimate ability that's tied to everything is kind of what ends up being the thing that I struggle with the most because it's just like well how do I know that I'm going to like this ultimate ability compared to the other ones you know whereas this it's just like you're incrementally making a part of yourself stronger. Um, by going down these different trees, these different paths, you know, and you have the couple of them where it's like, okay, as soon as I hit level 20, I'm upping my armor. I'm I'm upping my health. Right. Um, but then you have your other ones that you have a little bit more leeway to sort of go down those paths. So, so I didn't think it was uh, as bad as I guess what you guys thought. Uh, I did like the, weapon leveling system.
0: Nice transition. You took the words literally right out of my mouth. (laughs) Uh, I I thought
2: I really enjoyed once I figured out how it worked. (laughs)
0: Let's set it up Well, I breezed over this earlier, but you have, I think, four or five base weapons at the start of the game. Then you can invest skill points to expand that a little bit. And each weapon, each gun has several different areas that you can upgrade. The uh, stock, the clip, the sights. I think there's five different upgrades on each gun. And then within those upgrades, there are three different schools that you can upgrade down. You can either... Uh, go down to school to increase accuracy or rate of fire or damage. And if you stack those across those five different upgrades in each weapon, if you get at least three in a stack, you get a special bonus. So, like, if you focus on damage, like I did with the shotgun, you do three of the damage upgrades, and then you get a bonus to your damage on that weapon. Yeah. Uh, what I did with my upgrades is I focused with the rifle on accuracy and made it kind of a sniper rifle. With the submachine gun, I jacked up that rate of fire, and on the shotgun, I boosted the damage, and then I just basically cycled between those three guns. And there's a different tool for every job for me. Casey, how did you handle the weapon upgrade system?
1: I thought it was a good system uh, too, Joey. I think that it was actually one of the main uh, like pluses in this game. Uh, and I did the exact same thing that you did, Tom. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to make... I mean, I guess you could go damage a little bit with your sniper rifle and then maybe add some accuracy to... Because you want the three... The three main ones are the most important, then you get that upgrade, but then after that, you can kind of pick and choose the other ones, but...
0: One thing that I would have thought would have... One thing that I think would have been interesting to upgrade instead was with the rifle, if I had focused on the rate of fire, that one seemed particularly effective against most of the types of armor in this game. And I think if you increase that rate of fire on that gun specifically, I could have melted some more of the armor, which would have been really helpful against some of the more beefier bullet sponges.
1: Yeah, I used the... Not this... I did, Well... we discussed how I fight, so I didn't use a sniper rifle almost at all. Yeah, I didn't even
0: use guns. I just ran in and bailed a dude. <laughs> Jumped up to the ledge like freaking Spider-Man. Well, and it wasn't really a... It was a rifle,
2: and then you could like spec the scope to make it more like a sniper rifle, or yep. or you could play it more as like an assault rifle, which is how I played it. So... But yeah. Yeah, I
1: used the automatic more often than anything, and then the shotgun when you're in real tight quarters. Uh, but shotgun just made the most sense to go with damage. I mean, it didn't have a very high cycle rate anyway, so I use the
0: shotgun probably sixty percent of the time, the rifle thirty and the submachine gun ten.
1: Yeah, I probably was submachine gun sixty percent of the time, shotgun forty and nothing else except for those two in my Hmm. my tomahawks and grenades.
2: I uh I upped the damage on every single thing with every single choice I had. DPS damage up on every single item Um,
0: Interesting. Why did you go that route instead of varying it at all?
2: I just, I wanted to melt things because for the most part you're getting, I usually end up getting mostly in like medium range of them. So at that point, like accuracy probably doesn't matter. Um, And so I just felt like I just want to, if these things are going to be coming up at me anyway, because some of the bigger things just charge at you regardless. And so I want to be able to just put out as much damage as I can, you know, However accurate I am, it doesn't matter at that point. Um, And so that's why I went with with those options. Um, What was confusing to me at first was um, because on the screen, there was a button. There was like a every time you would hover over like your options within each of those five areas of your weapon that you could level up uh, or you could upgrade. uh, It said improve and it was always low lit on the right side. So I just thought I couldn't upgrade yet. And until finally i was like oh i have to hit a button to select this and then that's going to upgrade this and then the improve is what you get like at level 20, yeah, right level 20. it's
0: nice that you figured that out in a dark hallway so i could just stare at a dark wall while you're upgrading all your weapons <laughs> you didn't do that you shot multiple
2: things multiple times i had to jump out of that menu like four times
1: <laughs> how difficult was the game until you figured that out because holy smokes like some we were of those
0: progress. yeah we were still yeah. making progress and i played largely because of me yeah i was
2: going to say you must have been <laughs> mowing people I down know, well, i had he... more kills than you but yeah did you (laughs) (laughs) but uh
0: i have no retort
2: yeah i so i probably so i was looking at it uh before i dropped off of the game and my weapon mastery on the submachine gun and the assault rifle were the highest so i used those probably i would say 40 percent of the time each Um, i was bouncing basically between those two weapons uh and then the shotgun was
0: next after that And one thing I know you took issue with in this game, cycling through the weapons was not an optimal loadout at all. Basically, you had two that you could quick swap between, but then if you wanted, if you, say, ran out of ammo with one of those, or you needed a different weapon for a specific armor type, you had to hold down right bumper and select a different weapon.
1: Yes. And then when you did that, it was very very tricky to select the one that you wanted specifically yes. i found like
2: half the time it wouldn't select it yeah and, and you would just keep pumping away with the gun you had and it's like i switch,
0: dang it yeah yeah i Were thought you guys that was firing immediately after you swapped i didn't run into that issue much. at all.
2: yeah because it's like you're in the middle of a firefight and it's like okay this isn't this gun's not doing anything against this guy i gotta switch and i'd say 50 percent of the time it wouldn't switch right away
0: I noticed it was there's was an animation. If you tried to shoot before that animation completed, you were stuck in the same gun.
1: Yeah. Well see I don't feel like I had an issue with, with what you're saying, but like you didn't I, use guns. I no I had an issue more <laughs> with like just the actual selection of the gun, like trying to get the joystick to select the right freaking I had guns gun. With that, like actually. it would like go over it and then it would flip over to the next one. Or like yeah. you know, you just like pressing the Control stick, the right direction to get, to highlight yeah. the gun that you wanted was well, difficult.
0: We, t- we talked about this in the Mist show. Like you had these just big, strong, freaking thumb man. I think your Xbox <laughs> controllers might be wearing out. Like I can't control walk or run. I just crushed this controller. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough.
2: But this was another spot where I I struggled with the controls, and I don't know why. They decided to map things the way that they did, given the fact that you have to hold down the right bumper to then use the thumbstick to select a weapon, right? If you tap right bumper, you you know, logically you're thinking tapping, <laughs> you should tap the same button to just switch weapons, right? And, and, like eventually i just like today i was playing for a while and i kept getting that screwed up in my head so i just tap it to try to switch weapons in there i threw a grenade and it probably hit my partner right in the back and it blew us both up <laughs> and, and it's just one of those things where and because for the life of me i can't think what was anything on left bumper at all
1: um, Witcher sense. um no was it was no uh sense. what was it because was Le- that like left your... trigger is aim? Left bumper was. It It did do something. I don't remember right. what the hell it was. though. Because half the
2: time when I would hit it randomly, thinking it was gonna be, because I started thinking, I was like, why didn't they map this to the left bumper and have oh, your uh... grenade on your right bumper, or the the tap the right bumper that and tap y. Yeah. Which was your, which was your, which was your switch to, to switch the weapon back and forth? Why didn't they make that the freaking grenade? then? Well,
0: I think that Y is generally accepted as the weapon swapping gun. Well, I don't understand the why they didn't
1: buttons. just yeah. like use Y and right. let you cycle through everything. Like that was there's, the other there's thing, multiple right? games that do that where yeah. you pick up a weapon and it's in your inventory. You cycle, yeah. you just tap Y and then you can cycle through all your guns. Yeah. That would make the most sense. Why did they just say yeah. nope? You can only pick two. Like, basically yeah. that's stupid
2: and half the time it didn't feel like it remembered the right gun either yeah um that was another thing that i ran into problems with is that i would flip back and i was like i know i was using my submachine gun last but it would jump to the freaking uh, i don't even remember what the name of it is because it's german and it's hard to remember <laughs> but uh the, like the the melting gun or whatever and it's just like or the electric gun and it's just like i haven't used that in a while <laughs> like, i don't know why yeah. it went back to this so that was that was one part especially today when I was playing that I like ran into copious amounts of just issues with and and part of it's my brain like just not remembering what things are what things are or wishing they were different but um that was a struggle for me um with the controls also
0: Yeah there's some jank to this game Let's uh move on to the narrative Okay Wolfenstein, the franchise is well known for establishing its place as the premier narrative shooter. Do you think I'm, I know you prefer Titanfall 2, but generally speaking, Wolfenstein is accepted as one of the top tier narrative shooters. Yeah. So in this game, BJ Blazkowicz's daughters are dude broing their way to find their dad. Nazis have taken control of Europe. Uh, This game takes place. After a game that hasn't happened yet, I have not played Wolfenstein, so I don't know the lore, but it's something you commented on last night, that there's a comment about something that BJ Blazkowicz does that hasn't happened in the first two Wolfenstein I'm games.
2: Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that is the case, yeah, because they, they, they mention him pulling off something that, I, to my knowledge, I don't think is in the second game. Like, I haven't played the second game yet, but I'm pretty sure it's in, like, the third game, which hasn't happened yet. Um, which is, I mean, and it, it's fine because there's a time... Change too. I mean, there's there, there's a pretty distinct time difference between the first two games and this game, because at the end, I think it's near the end of the first game is when um, BJ's wife gives birth to the twins, um, and I'm pretty sure New Colossus is not that long after the first game, um, and so I, and I could like I said, I could be wrong on how all this played out, but I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's the case, and that. That some of that stuff that they mentioned hasn't happened yet in the mainline series, which is fine. I mean, you know, in the original games, BJ does those things. So you kind of figure he's going to do that stuff down the line. Um, My biggest problem was that.
0: It wasn't interesting or good.
2: (laughs) Well, you're just it's 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 weird because you don't you're not connected to what's going on. Like it just feels like you're just going out and doing these random things for these random people. I I think that's, I think that's where this fails, where like at least the first Wolfenstein succeeded immensely Um, because it, it, it was, like, all about, like, learning about these people and learning about the struggle that you're having and learning about the enemies. Um, and granted, there's, like, lore building in the collectibles you pick up, and there's, like, a crap ton of collectibles to pick up throughout the game. I am
0: never going to go through and review those.
2: <laughs> I mean, when I'm playing when I'm playing solo, like, if I grab something, I'll go in and, and look at it, um, you know, and I've looked at a, a decent amount of it, and there's some fun stuff, interesting stuff the one thing since we're talking about and collectibles kind of fall into the narrative. I think the one thing they did do a good job of is like the floppy disks. Um, Cause usually the floppy disks are going to give you codes uh, that you have to input into certain crates or certain doors uh, to get into certain areas uh, and things like that. And it's
0: a system that rewards you for really scouring yes. the levels because these floppy disks are just like sitting on desks and tables around the world. And there are, <laughs> One billion seven hundred and sixty-two million five hundred and thirty-two hundred thousand eight hundred nineteen different items on each desk of yeah. this freaking game.
2: I mean, it makes the world look lived in, that's for sure. It makes
0: it look like it. As a gamer, it is visually very cluttered, and that drove me absolutely insane <laughs> because there are collectibles, there are yeah. coins, there are upgrade currency around the world, and like sometimes I just want to know where the frick the button is to push to advance things.
2: Well, yeah, and
0: I'm um,
2: I'm amazed at. I mean, apparently, in Nazi Germany of the of the alternate reality, alternate history, um, you know. You just leave your silver coins everywhere, apparently. I mean, it's just you just got these silver coins all over the place. And, and it's just money must just grow on trees or something because people don't care that it's just laying everywhere. Because you're literally finding one to four piles of coins, like, In every, every step to. you make. Yeah. It's so ridiculous.
0: And just for context, you use those to upgrade your weapons. You need, like, 250 to yeah. 450 silver coins. Yeah. So finding one, not much of a reward. It adds up, though. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you can like take a handful and throw it into the enemy's faces. You know, it's that'll like, get those Nazis. <laughs> it's like
2: when you were a kid and you're like, Oh, I'm like I'm like fifteen cents short to be able to get a comic book and you're digging through the couch cushions to try to this is I mean, the world is just your
0: couch cushions in Wolfenstein young blood apparently. <laughs> in a game where you're shooting Nazis and trying to accomplish something, I'm not even sure what. Uh, do you really want to be? Well you're trying to find your father. Oh yeah, that's you, the
2: ultimate goal.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't feel like we were particularly close to twenty four percent of the way through the game.
2: No, and and I've played quite a bit more uh, since we played, and I still haven't heard any mention of <laughs> where
0: we're gonna maybe find our father. Oh, awesome! So, <laughs> I think it's fair to say the narrative is just a uh, disjointed mess. Might be a little harsh, yeah. but it's not. It's not really. It's not strong. It is not a strong narrative. So if you go into this expecting the narrative chops of a Wolfenstein game that you can play co-op, that is not the experience you're going to get. But I also don't want to dump all over this game because I thought the core action was fun. Just there's not a lot to the narrative. And the two main characters, what are the girls' names? Sophia
2: and Jess, I think, is it? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah.
0: Casey is the father of three teenage boys or two teens and a preteen boy. (laughs) What do you think of these two jokers uh, doing the robot in the elevator and, uh, the, you know, blowing someone's yeah, it's head up a, yeah. and then vomiting? Say, it's, it's a very interesting
1: uh, twist, if you want to call it. They added into the game, like the the yeah, like killing killing a bunch of Nazis and then like the first time they do it, like just, just like
0: oh my god, that
1: was so awesome, Blah! like just like <laughs> yak and all I'm like wow, okay, that's uh, strange, but. Funny. Like, I i don't know. It's.
0: Did you like these two characters, Casey? Mm. They're supposed to be our avatars, and like, we're 40 year old men playing these, what, 20 year old women? 18 year old women? Like, 18, yeah. I would. No.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you want to be blunt, blunt about it, no, I did not. I would rather play as a, just a badass. Yeah.
2: Blank warrior,
1: Yeah. Like, just somebody that. Versus two. Teen preteen girls that are joking their way through Nazi Germany—it just seems really, really kind of odd.
0: Yeah, it was very strange. There were moments where the two of them were interacting together that I thought were heartfelt and interesting, mm-hmm. especially as a uh, girl dad. But generally speaking, any time they spoke outside of those cutscenes just irritated me so much. And there's like a funny bit where they're dancing in the elevator, like. As we're going to the boss of this stupid Mm -hmm. tower that we're in, it's just like, oh, this game. I don't know if it's just not meant for me, but I did not like the main characters. Well, it's
2: and for I'm I'm guessing that a lot of the reasons why it was maybe lower on the Metacritic scale is probably because people went in hoping it was going to be of a similar tone and a similar style to like the other Wolfenstein games, which they still have some humor in them. They still have some quirkiness in them, but otherwise it's a much more straightforward, uh, like narrative focused experience. Right. And so I think with this, like I told you last night, it's, it's like, it feels like they mixed Borderlands with Wolfenstein, um, from like the narrative standpoint and more specifically, like more recent, like Borderlands three, like, just like annoying, screaming,
0: yelling all the time. and With the YouTubing villains. Yeah, Borderlands 2 I thought had a very strong story with some really interesting characters. Borderlands 3... I felt was worse, and I think that is an apt comparison.
2: Yeah, and the other thing I thought is it's like it's like we're playing through this game with Beavis and ButtHead as the main characters, Lady Beavis and Lady exactly.
0: ButtHead. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> that's what it, that's what it felt like.
0: <laughs> I, that's a
1: very good comparison, and like humor is fine in this sort yeah. of game, but it's like Outriders, I think Outriders did a really yeah. good job of mixing action and, and humor, and yeah, it just it didn't work in this one very well.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: It's, it was unfortunate. Were there any other points of the narrative, the plot, or the characters that we want to talk about before getting into our closing thoughts on the strengths and weaknesses of this game?
2: No, I mean, I think a lot of what we talked about is pretty much
0: what I had to to, to, to bring up about it. So moving on to our some strengths and weaknesses of the game, I have three bullet points that are all pretty negative. I want to stress that I enjoyed my time with this game. It was a fun thing to do, and it was a fun thing to play, especially with you guys. Uh, There were just some things that irritated me about it, and I am, you know, too worn down this month to really put a happier point on it. When selecting missions in an area, there's a whole list of quests. Like, Thankfully, this game gives you all your side quests in one area, so it's not too much tracking. That's a positive. But then when you're in one of the areas out in the world, it's confusing whether there are more missions in your specific area. Yes. If you move your way to a metro map, then you can see all the quests in that area, but then you have to either write down or remember the names of those quests yeah. because there is no way of looking at the quest list to see if you're in the right area yeah. for it. The, the only real way is to
2: like select every single quest, and if it's in that area, it'll have a different icon than just like a door air, a door icon saying you have to leave the area to go to uh-huh. it. But I'm... that's even misleading sometimes because some of it it's you have to go to the um, like the sewers in that area to go down there. And so on the map, it'll tell you it's there, but you have to find the specific entrance into the sewers to get to that spot.
0: And speaking of the sewers, I'm going to look very intently at my notes to make sure I get this point right. The uh, dark sucked balls.
1: (laughs) Oh, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was brutal down there. It sucked. Like, there's a (laughs) mechanic where you have a flashlight, and generally you can only have the flashlight up if you have a pistol out, although you can upgrade a couple of your guns to have mounted flashlights on it. But then... I did not enjoy any aspect of that. And there are some games that have pulled off dark sections well. Like the original Uncharted game stands out to me because that changed the whole pacing of that game and they did uh, something interesting with it and I thought that was great. This game, I don't know what they're going for other than like, hey, here's an irritating thing we can make players do. Yeah. And it's just like... Apparently half of the
2: Nazi war effort hangs out in the sewers because it's just an ungodly stream of these guys just coming at you like over and over and over again. Like devil
0: metal... dogs with bombs stacked to them, just wandering around in these dark tunnels. like well, that is uh, that is a public safety issue. Well and then <laughs> the, like the, after that
2: one like firefight that we had down there, and you like it's literally the entire floor is just coated in bodies as we're walking through. It's just like, that's how many of these guys we freaking killed down here? It's yeah, crazy. There was a boatload of them. It was nuts. But yeah, I think... And then... Because the problem is is the light is attached to your gun. And so then if you're, if you're
0: sprinting, you which can't which you are often see. sprinting because, you know, you don't want to just walk around in these games because... You know, it's not really fun walking down a hallway. You want to get from action to action, from beat to beat. And, like, if you finish the thing here, you want to get to the exit and get back out so you can get back into the funness of the shooting.
2: Yeah. And so, like, last night, I, like, when we were playing, I... Found like I found a crate that was a hundred silver
0: coins. And I wanted to get it, so I went around and grabbed it quick. Meanwhile, I'm standing at the gate, which takes two people to open. And it's like, I'm watching the mini map, but I'm watching Burns just flail around in circles.
2: Because then it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry up and come back to you. I got this. I'm gonna come back to you. And then I got lost because I'm running in the dark because I can't see because of the flashlight. And it's like the
0: mini map is like this big,
2: and because that's the
0: other thing, like why don't why can't you expand the mini map, like? I, or view a full-size map on a different screen or do anything with the map to make navigating these areas more yes, palatable. like, yeah. just
2: once or twice, I would love to just make it larger for a second so I could see, okay, I have to go through here and here and here. And and it especially became a problem down there because there was, I don't know how many times, especially today, too, I would just end up, like, making a complete circle back to where I started. And it's like, God dang it. And it's just like, I'm not going to get that time back, you know? And so that... that it's, it's a little just clunky and frustrating in some of those aspects, especially since the maps are more windy and confusing. And, and I like that it's a little bit, like, you have to know where you're going to navigate it a little bit. But, like, give us a little bit more of a mechanism to be able to understand how it's laid out so that I can figure it out a little bit easier instead of having to just spend countless... Because part of me worries is that they made it more cumbersome so that it would take more time so that the game was longer because the game maybe doesn't have enough content to really stand up to other games, which I don't think is true because, I don't know, I've probably played 10 hours and there's probably like 8 hours more. That's pretty good size for a shooter, you know? Yeah, it's
0: not bad. Do you think it would have shattered the immersion if they did the trick where your objective is lit up and, like, there's a path on the ground? Generally, I'm not a super fan of it in the games, but, like, in those freaking dark sewers yeah. that would have been a lifesaver because it just was not fun wandering around in the dark
2: yeah every now and again it would show you like you'd be able to see it in the distance like if you're going in the right direction but sometimes it would just disappear too for whatever reason I don't mm. know why um so sometimes that was helpful but then again when everything winds around you could run right into it and because I had that happen a few times too where it's like oh I need to get to that point and I see it I am three feet away from it, uh, three yeah. meters away from it. But there's a big old wall between me and that, and it's not there, and they have to go all the way around the map to get to the other side of that. And so sometimes that can be misleading also.
1: Yeah, I liked, um, like is a strong word, I, I, um, kind of building on what you're saying with like the path, you know, when you're outside, you know, there's certain, certain parts of the world where the sewers in particular where you can't, where you're just stuck on a path. But when you're in the outside world, I actually liked that you were able to interact with the environment in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like you could jump on top of cars to double jump, then onto balconies and you could find back doors into certain things. I actually thought that was a pretty cool aspect of this game. You weren't stuck on just going in in one direction. So that's the arcane level design. Yeah. So that, that to me was actually a a good thing in this game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have as much trouble figuring out um, where I needed to go for certain things. Although I will backtrack a little bit. In the very beginning, the first time I played solo, it was really confusing uh, <laughs> with the missions and everything like that. I wasted probably two hours because I was like just going after the wrong thing. Like mm-hmm. You said you know, it tries to highlight what you're supposed to do, and I was just chasing. I don't even know what the hell I was going after, <laughs> but it was the wrong thing. And then I ended up getting my butt kicked. I ended up dying. And then the other thing that's kind of annoying to me... to go back to what you're talking about tom is that (laughs) there aren't really um any save points so if you're not following the specific storyline in quest it doesn't automatically save so that two hours that i did when you die it wasted i started all the way back at the beginning it was super frustrating and that night i was just like screw this i am done with that and then like i you know i went back and played it and glad Mm -hmm. i did because it it was a, a more enjoyable the second time but yeah it was pretty brutal the first few times that i uh tried to do um some of those missions figuring out where the hell that i did need to go
2: yeah because it really it just it saves whenever you go into a new area yeah and so if you spend all the time on the same map without going through like a door um it's not gonna you're then that's that's i think where you lose your progress although although i think yes and no um
1: for yeah it does do that which is which is nice but that uh like the main three missions or the three that i was able to do is brother one brother two brother three so brother one like it starts off in an area and you defeat that guy and you go into the next one and then you go into the next one like so you advance through these different towers it didn't save mm-hmm. so i ended up like there's like a big door that opens up and you have to fight this giant robot and then you advance into the prison and then from the prison you go into um the i forget what it's called like they're corporate headquarters basically yeah. i don't know what the hell like it was stop but headquarters. Yeah. yeah so so that's where i ended up i made it all the way to there and died well i advanced three different boards yeah and when i died there it sent me all the way back to the very beginning where you had to open up that big door and fight the robot again that was like a 45 minute battle to get all through all that sort of stuff and and i it never auto saved at least once through that entire thing
0: that's interesting joey and i attempted to take down brother three last night yeah and we got to, I think the boss, it must have been the boss, because we got an achievement for beating him, even though we got wiped by the other minions. By the minions by afterwards, yeah. The ants. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when we got wiped, we were right back in that room, right before yeah. the boss fight.
2: Huh. Yeah. So it might it might just be one with the way that that, the first one is laid out, um, that, that caused it to occur that way. I'm not sure.
0: Or maybe you just suck at saving. Maybe we finally <laughs> found something you're bad at. Well... <laughs> Did it get your good emotions
1: going? It wasn't fun. I tell you that. <laughs> going through all that for—I mean, it's good that you save your experience. You save all the coins, all sorts of stuff, so that doesn't get taken away from you. But yeah, like wasting all that—that that time fighting through all that because they're not easy fights by any means either. Like it's these are pretty challenging foes that you have to have to go against at times. And
0: you should try using guns on them. Well, <laughs> I use plenty of guns, Tom. You I would should love you to should You, fight that you robot.
1: Should... <laughs> No, you with the robots, you... really <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> with the robots you have to use guns. <laughs> you can't punch a robot. That doesn't work very well. well or the exploding life. dogs, those don't work very well either.
0: You <laughs> just have to jump really fast after. <laughs> Well, that's uh, I I was pretty ho-hum on the abilities. We talked about that. I had a lot of mm-hmm. unspent ability points. Those were kind of my thoughts on Wolfenstein Youngblood. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about this game? Um, for me,
1: <laughs> like I said, this was my fourth of the ones that we played. My and like I just kept thinking the. Whole- Honestly, the whole time playing it, that I wish, uh, wish I was playing something else. Like I was like the I whole time I was like, I wish I was playing Outriders right now. Yeah, uh, that's that's where I was the entire time I was playing it. Um, well,
0: we could have all not, played it together. That would have yeah,
1: been fun. Not, <laughs> I, honestly, the the game itself, like you said, I it, it, I had its moments where I enjoyed going through it. Overall, it's not a bad game, but there's much better games than this mm-hmm. one if you want a narrative driven shooter. <laughs>
0: And I would say, this is kind of summarizing my thoughts on the game. If I had paid full retail price for this, I don't know if it's a $60 game or if it came in a lower price point.
2: it was $40. I think it was. If
0: I had paid full retail price even at $40, I would have been disappointed with this experience. As something that's included with Game Pass, I'm like, oh, alright, well that was fun. I can play that with my friends though. It was fine. It was fine in all the key aspects. There are other shooters that I like more. There are other cooperative shooters that I can play with my friends that I like more, but this wasn't a negative experience. I was just... I was pretty blonde. It. I thought sixty eight on Metacritic might be a little low.
2: Yeah, I I, I actually I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think it the one one of the things that it does that I do really like is that you're constantly you're you're consta- no well yeah but I mean as you're as you're as you're advancing through the game you're constantly unlocking like new types of weapons that you get <laughs> moving forward. Um, granted, there's not always a ton of uses other than opening doors for like these specialty weapons that you get, but like, for instance, I just upgraded the mounting gun, um, uh, for the first time, uh, and I didn't get a chance to shoot it yet, but basically you have the option for three different modes that you can use the gun as. And so I have it specced out to be a rail gun where I can x-ray vision through walls and shoot through walls. And I'm excited to see, like how that works And if it actually does Just destroy things Like walls away from me And so um I I don't know I enjoyed it Oddly enough uh, Apparently now Since this is the second time It's a Christmas tradition For me to play A Wolfenstein game Because oh. two years ago Is when I played through Like right around Christmas time Was when I played through The first Wolfenstein game And so now I'm playing through Youngblood And it actually has like really, like, made me want to go and play, like, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus.
0: Um, I'm very interested in playing the core games. Yes.
2: I, I, like, seriously, the first Wolfenstein game is so well done, and there's so many interesting things with that. Like, you have to make decisions, and your decisions, like, matter. Like, you choose between one of the two, like, people, and one of them is going to be in your camp. The other one's dead, kind of thing and so it does it gives you like choices that way and there's some just other really neat things that they do bj is a more normal character uh that's not just off the wall and zany and uh i, I don't know i i would highly recommend uh the Wolfen, wolfenstein to anybody
0: so to summarize our thoughts here this game is fine and if you really want to play it go play yeah it it can be fun If you're looking for a narrative shooter and you don't care about playing with your friends, check out Wolfenstein, also on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a cooperative shooter, there are probably more enjoyable options out there, especially based on the number of uh, people that you're playing with. Sound fair?
1: Sounds very fair. Mm
0: -hmm. Wolfenstein, Youngblood. We're going to close our show today by doing something I love to do. Uh, I wish we weren't already an hour in, but uh, let's rank the 12 games we played for the Game Pass Forever segment, and then I'm going to put this list on the website, and next year we'll do the same thing until we have a definitive list of all the games that have ever been on Game Pass. So the way I like to do my rankings is we'll start at number twelve. We'll start at the worst spot, and we'll argue about the worst game. And once we come to a consensus, that game will be forever cemented into that place. And then we'll argue about the next spot. At number twelve, there is only one game that belongs here, <laughs> and it's missed. It's missed. Missed was easily the worst game that we played this year.
1: I had missed at twelve, so I am in agreement agreement with you on that one.
0: Bernie's Joey's smiling. Is, Joey's smiling. No, I did not
2: have missed at twelve.
0: Well, what did you have at 12 and would you like to make a case for it or you just want to accept that we're right and you're wrong?
2: I'll I'll accept cuz I know there's no way that I'm going to get you guys to put mist higher. So, I'll just accept that 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 Myst is number 12 for you guys and and it's different for me but Not just
0: that. not just for us guys, this is for OIO and all of history.
2: You know, I mean there's out, there's outliers everywhere. Um I'll so, be that outlier in this case. I don't think mist is the worst game we've played this year on this.
0: It is, but uh, number 12 missed. <laughs> number 11. Bernsie, would you like to start us off with what should be the 11th worst game that we played um, this
2: year? So I'm not necessarily going to say that this is the like the worst game. Um, I'm just going to say from like playing through it, the experience of it, and longevity for it, I'm going to say Among Us should be next on the list.
0: Yeah, I had Among Us at 11 as well.
2: I also had Among Us at 11. All right, well, that that was was easy. easy.
0: Before we move on, (laughs) uh, you guys have the list chronologically up in front of you. Yes, I do. Can one of you burn through the 12 games that we played from January through uh, Youngblood? Yeah,
2: so January was Halo. I did not play that, but I've played plenty of Halo before. Um, February was Tell Me Why. March was Monster Train. April was Among Us. May was Torchlight 3. June was Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, July was Enter the Gungeon, August was Darkest Dungeon, September was Hades, October was Outriders, November was Mist, and then December was Wolfenstein Youngblood.
0: Thank you. All right, so we have at number 12, Mist, at number 11, Among Us. And I don't necessarily think Among Us wasn't fun. I didn't think that it wasn't enjoyable, but it's a, it's a party game, and yep. that's just not something that I'm going to do a lot of yeah. on my Xbox. Right,
2: and it's not for everybody, and it's really down to like moments and having those moments and if you don't get those moments it's not as interesting of a game as it can be right
0: yeah number 10 for me i think this is going to be the first controversial discussion that we have number 10 hellblade send sacrifice <laughs> i i thought that there were some things that this game did particularly well it was visually stunning the sound design was arguably the best i've ever seen in a game but in a lot of key ways, it fell flat for me. I just didn't think it was particularly fun, and that's why I had it so far down on my list.
1: Uh, for me at 10, I had entered the Gungeon. Um, just based on, I don't know, it was just really, really frustrating at times. Like, I know a lot of people do love this game, but just that bullet hell kind of thing just was not not for me. Maybe, like, I'm losing some quick twitch at my uh, my older age, but, uh, I you know as far as you know narrative goes didn't have a whole lot gameplay was just okay and uh at times very frustrating um and not being able to save your progress and just kind of repeating the you know, th- same thing over and over and over again and just getting continuously frustrated was ended up not being all that fun
0: for me in the end well i gave that game bonus points because it pissed you off so much <laughs> <laughs> i did a little higher on my list <laughs> Frenzy, what do you have at 10 i had torchlight three at huh. 10. I had fun
2: with Torchlight 3, but when I'm comparing it to the other games on here, and it was close to another one, which will be my number nine. Um, but when it came, it, it just, there's lots of clunkiness. There's lots of just weird decisions um, and just technical issues that we we're playing like over a year after launch and there were still technical <laughs> issues. Um, so for me, it was Torchlight 3 was would be number 10.
0: So we have three different choices here. Interesting enough, I thought these games were all in the same tier. I had them 10, 9, and 8. So I'm right in the same ballpark for all three of these. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to come off of Hellblade. I could see Enter the Gungeon at number 10. Uh, I thought it was more fun than Hellblade, but there were technical aspects of Hellblade that I appreciated more.
2: I I mean, I have Hellblade far higher up the list. Um, I have Enter the Gungeon a little bit up the list. There's another game before Enter the Gungeon for me, but...
0: Casey, did Burnsy sway you at all? We have to get a consensus here before we're... <laughs> I have Torchlight up a
2: little higher. I, I have a hard time putting it
1: at 10. I, I just like... Maybe it was just the fact that we could all play together that that it's up higher for me. Like, the co-op aspect of Torchlight was kind of what has it up the list higher for me in
2: that that aspect.
0: So, Burnsy, you have Torchlight at 10. Um, Casey has it higher up the list. I had it a bit higher up the list.
2: I mean, I can go with Gungeon in this spot. Just, just for the fact that Jim's probably yelling at us right now.
0: Yeah, suck on that, Jim. <laughs> enter the Gungeon getting written down for all time at number 10. Also uh, at number 9, I had to enter the Gungeon here, so I would propose Hellblade for this pick. Casey, what did you have?
1: I had Darkest Dungeon here, uh, which is kind of unfair for me because... Or for you guys, I should say, because this was the one where I was not able to play as much as you guys, and uh, Pat filled in for me on that show. So,
0: so I'm going to say you're wrong. What yeah. you
2: have here? <laughs> I mean, at nine, I have uh, Monster Train. Uh, I I understand what it is. I understand maybe it's not like the greatest game for me. <laughs> Personally, I also just don't think it's as good as a lot of these other games. I think Hellblade is far better than it. Um, you know, if if so yeah, I would say Torchlight 3 or Monster Train would be next. And those two were very close at 9 and 10 for me.
0: Yeah, I would uh I guess I would say Torchlight as well because that was the next one on my list. That was the next closest thing for me.
1: <coughs> Can't argue with it. I have Torchlight a little bit higher, but I also know, had I Darkest I... Dungeon
0: very, 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 very high. I was yeah. gonna say
2: I have Darkest Dungeon far higher. Too, yeah so. yeah
1: i just don't think i got enough time into that game to to appreciate it as much so that's why it was so low on my list
0: also i think it would have made you really mad which also <laughs> <laughs> which yeah, list.
1: tom's <laughs> list is what games pissed casey <laughs> off the most so all right should have been number one right? <laughs> it should have yeah, been number yeah, one yeah,
0: see uh, now you're coming back to me <laughs> all right so summarizing our first four games at 12 we have missed at 11 we have among us at 10 we have enter the gungeon at 9 we have torchlight 3 Uh, So now we're on game number eight. I'm going to keep rolling this uh, Hellblade train until we get there. Uh, For me, it would be either Hellblade, Xenu's Sacrifice at the spot, or Wolfenstein Youngblood.
1: I have Wolfenstein at eight.
0: I mean, I would still say Monster Train at this point. Um... I have a couple more games before Monster Train. That's in the next kind of tier up for me. Well, Wolfenstein at seven is kind of the end of this, what I thought was the middle tier of games. are you much much higher on wolfenstein joey not much higher no um well i would propose wolfenstein at eight and maybe monster train at seven would be my comfort level
1: i have well i have said i have wolfenstein at eight so that's right where that's right where i had that so i got no
0: arguments there all right wolfenstein goes in at number eight so now we are at seven Burnsy, you've been uh, banging on the Monster Train drum for a while. I thought that Hellblade was a worse game. Casey, where are we at on your list for number seven?
1: I have Hellblade at number seven.
0: So Hellblade, Hellblade, or Monster Train. This is close to where I have Monster Train, so I'm not exactly going to die on the hill here. For me, Monster Train was just a lot more fun. Like, I played a lot more runs. Uh, I think where that game struggled was that it took some time to unlock the most fun classes, and I think that's where you guys both got hung up because you didn't get to, like, the candle people. Um, and that's not exactly a ring endorsement of the game, but the most fun right. content is pushed so far back. Right.
1: I mean, I have Monster Train higher. Not not much higher, but I in the limited time that I played it, I still enjoyed it more than some of these other games. So um, for me, like, just Hellblade had so many he said visually it was amazing the sound was amazing the narrative was really really good i felt but just there was so many issues with the um the, just that pacing that we talked about in the, uh, that game that just i could not get past like it had for the moments of um action that were fun there were twice as many that were not fun where it was just the same boring enemies coming at you over and over and over again so that's why i have um
0: and I Hellblade
1: so much lower.
0: I mean, I had it at 10. Yeah. So, I was this close to flipping with you, Burns. This close. But then Casey reminded me why I disliked that game. The, the
2: biggest thing I'd say, though, is that... I mean... I don't know. Like, the thing... And this is just getting down to the types of games that people prefer compared to others. I mean, if I want to play the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, yeah, I'll play Monster Train over and over and over again, do the same thing over and over and over again. But if I'm going to do something that's going to be something that evolves as I go through the experience, I'd play something like Hellblade. Um, So that's, that's the argument I would have, is that, you know, instead of looking at basically the same thing for 20 hours, I'm experiencing a story for 20 hours that's changing and doing something different. Um... You know, I, I don't see anything in Monster Train, like the sound design of Hellblade, um, or even the... That train sounded cool. Or even <laughs> or even the um, mental health sort of aspects of Hellblade. Uh, Monster Train just has, what, four different races that you can play as, and you try to work your way through and, and get up to the top of this thing as best as you can. And it's just like, okay, yeah.
1: I get what you're saying. Production-wise, Hellblade is a way better game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fun-wise, for me, Monster Train
0: was way more fun. (laughs) I'm with Casey, but in the sake of moving on, I'm going to flip to Joey's side. Monster Train at number seven. All right. So now we're at number six. I originally had Halo at this spot, but since Monster Train was a tick higher for me, I am going to die on the hill for Hellblade right here. I had Hellblade at six, I think putting Hellblade in the top half of the games that we played this year is generous. Casey?
1: No argument. Hellblade it is.
0: Alright, my list is a little jacked up because I've been scratching off things and uh, rewriting them as things have fallen off and been shuffled, but at number five I would propose the original Halo. Not a great game, but it was fun to revisit this classic game that launched the Xbox and launched the Xbox into national prominence. It was still funny enough, Casey, we played this game together from beginning to end. I enjoyed my time with it.
1: Yeah, um, let's see. I think, did we have, is Torchlight 3 still on the list, or did we already put that on there somewhere?
0: Torchlight 3 is well, we have that in 9.
1: We have that in
0: 9. So, recapping our list, number 12 was missed. 11 was Among Us, number 10 was Enter the Gungeon, number 9 was Torchlight, Number eight, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Number seven was Monster Train. Number six was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. And we are at number five now.
1: Um Boy, the only thing that I could put there that hasn't been crossed off is Darkest Dungeon. That would be where I would have to go. And again, I just don't think I put enough time into that one. So um
0: So we'll take you So conviction. for so for for Halo,
1: like if you want to put Halo there, I'm okay with that. Like I have Halo right around there, so um, I would be okay
2: with that. This is what number again? Five. Number five. Five. Oh, five. Okay, yeah.
0: The games that are still... Because Hellblade was six, right? Yep, Hellblade okay. was
2: yep. six. Yeah, I, I have Halo at five.
0: All right. Halo at five it is. And I think this is where the list gets interesting. The top four I thought were all really remarkable games. And I think the case could be made for any of them at number one. But at number four, I had Hades. Really? Hades at number four. And for me, this was... This was a really tough choice between these four games. And I, I could see the case for Hades as number one, but for me, it just wasn't as fun as the other games on the list.
2: And uh, it just comes really? down
0: to the fun factor.
2: Okay, You had less
1: fun playing Hades than you. Well, again, I didn't play a whole lot of Darkest Dungeon. I only played probably about three hours of that game. But, man, Hades was really, really good. I, I don't know if I can let that
2: go at four. Yeah, I mean, I have Darkest Dungeon at four.
0: And so would Casey. I mean i adore darkest dungeon there are so many things that the game that i love about the game i guess the one knock that i would have on it that maybe i can talk myself into for playing on the controller sucked like that is a pc game and a lot of games have made the transition well to console Mm -hmm. and i mean technically it works technically you can go through the dungeons but managing all the stuff (coughs) um excuse me managing all the stuff on the controller is rough, and uh, maybe my love for the art style, my love for the core dungeon diving action maybe dilutes me a little bit, so I guess I guess I can live with Darkest Dungeon at 4. Yeah. But I don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we have three games remaining. They are, I believe, in chronicle, chronological order. Tell me why. Hades and Outriders. Maybe I have Hades and Outriders. No, Usually we have that in oh, right
2: order. Yep.
0: So there's our top three at three. I'm going to stick with Hades because I really, really, really enjoyed my time with both. Tell me why and Outriders.
2: Uh, I have Outriders at three.
0: I have Tell Me Why at three. Oh, we gotta... which is probably surprising. I originally had it at three. I just said I had Darkest Dungeon at two and Tell Me Why at three. And again, for me, these top four games were all so mm-hmm. close together. Um. I,
1: man, how uh, these, are we gonna differentiate between I, I don't they're, these? I do know. three are,
2: are games.
0: yeah, <laughs> they're three
1: very different games that are all three extremely, extremely good in their own ways. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, we
0: talked about Hades as a potential game of the year last year, and mm-hmm. like we talked about why it was deserving of all those rewards. Hades was awesome. For me, I don't like roguelikes that much. And that's mm-hmm. probably what drug it down for me. It's personal preference. Because I I had fun with it. I enjoyed my time with it. But I loved the story in Tell Me Why. I think Tell Me Why is the best adventure game I've probably ever played. Mm-hmm. And Outriders, <clears throat> Outriders had so much that it did well. The gunplay was awesome. The powers were awesome. We could all play together. The co-op on it was super duper fun. Um, it had a little bit of jank to it. But I liked mm-hmm. the story. I liked the humor. And Outriders was just... A great experience for me. That's why I had Outriders all the way at the top of my list at number one. So, <clears throat> I don't know how we're going to break this up between one, two, three.
1: Um, <coughs> I could be swayed to put Hades. Uh, honestly, I had Hades at one. But I, I, I could see how you could put it at, at three. Um, I loved Outriders. I think Outriders was my favorite game, like, moment to moment that we played. Um,
0: and Hades- I'll say this. I am not going lower than two on Outriders. <laughs> well, that's fine because
2: I think... Tell me why it should be three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Okay. Well, that's originally where I had it. I just, I had Hades at four. So it's not like I'm really, uh, all four of these top games were so good. I don't know. You guys just want to start Boeing for it? Casey, I'd, I'll go first.
1: I'd say of the three, wow, that's so tough. Tell me why it would probably be, probably be my third. Like I know, I have it at two, but like looking over it again and just talking about Outriders again, like I said, it's that game was so much fun. That was the most fun I've had playing of any game on this list. Was was Outriders. Um,
0: So 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 I
1: would I would say, tell me why would I would switch that to three?
0: Tell me why the third best game that we played for Game Pass forever this year that leaves us two games for the top two spots: Outriders and Hades. Bernsie, in your heart of hearts, you really enjoyed Hades more than Outriders? So I'm not necessarily saying
2: that I enjoyed it more. Um, I just thought, I I mean, I think Hades is the best game we played this year. Um, And even though I'm not a huge fan of roguelikes, I think what they did with that game is extraordinary. Granted, I had a lot of fun with Outriders as well. And it's my number two, and they were both really close. Um, I that, think we're all kind of in the same ballpark with this, <laughs> that, like, Outriders was tons of fun, and I would much rather play a game with other people than, you know, bash my head against a roguelike throughout all the time. But Hades is still a better game than Outriders. I agree with like, that- technically, story-wise, <laughs> um, gameplay-wise, like, it's tighter. It's It's a far better game than Outriders. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be number one.
0: I agree that it's a better game, but you talked about the fun factor and how we all enjoy playing games better together. For me, video games are a very social experience, so in a tie, I would go with the co-op experience uh, as the top of the list. So, uh, Casey, where are you at between Hades and Outriders, number two, number one?
1: I mean, I, like I said, I had, I had Hades at number one as well, and Outriders I originally had at three only because kind of the same things that joey mentioned is that it's so so freaking tough though like like i said those three games were were all extraordinary um but i said outriders was the most fun i had in in a game hades is super polished though hades Mm -hmm. like it did everything everything right um and it was simple but the dialogue, the music, the, the action, like everything in that game was was really really fun too.
0: Except there are no fireballs, and you can't no play, grenades. and there was no co op <laughs> because the enemies are made of grenades. Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. So, Outriders number two because there are no freaking grenades. <laughs> <laughs> and the best game that we played on Game Pass Forever this year is Hades. Looking at my list. I had three games that uh, we settled on in the same spots that I had them. 12, 11, and
2: 3. That's yeah, about right.
0: It's been a fun year. This has been a great segment. Yeah. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to the Patreon supporters, including both of you, for uh, putting us at a tier where we are doing a Game Pass game every month. I wanted to cover a video game every month for the show. And so for a while, I was just sticking in the main show. Casey, when you jumped onto this segment, starting with Halo, or no, it wasn't even Halo. It was uh, No Man's Sky in November or December of last year. When you jumped onto this segment, it really brought it to life. And Joey, when you joined us for the trifecta, I think we put together a really great standalone segment here. And it would not happen without our supporters on Patreon. So once again, just thank you so much to our supporters on patreon i we can all afford different amounts so i don't begrudge anyone any amount and if you can't afford to back outside is overrated that's fine uh i get it but for those of you who have the means and are willing to i cannot tell you how much i appreciate that support yeah thank you guys yeah thank me i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep this segment going i think i'm going to kind of tweak the different levels on patreon a little bit but i'm Going to make sure that we keep Game Pass forever funded because I think this is great content that we do every single month. Usually we let our Patreons vote on the upcoming title. This month we're going to do an executive decision, not because I didn't plan ahead to get a pull-up <laughs> to the Patreons, <laughs> but because we've been talking about playing a racing game for like two years and it's just never been voted to the top. So we are going to play Forza Horizon 5?
2: Yep, five five. Is the newest came one, yeah, 5. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're going to play that. And we're going to talk about that in January. And then we'll see if we play Halo in February or if we go back to the vote. But uh, thank you again for supporting this standalone segment of Outsiders Overrated. Anything else you guys want to say about Xbox Game Pass before we sign off?
1: If you have an Xbox, you don't have Game Pass, what the heck are you doing? I mean, this is one of the greatest things to ever happen to video games, I think. I know Joey is a little bit. You know, argumentative about that. I think he would agree, though, that it's a great deal, and oh, yeah. the content that's on there is is incredible. But mm-hmm. you know, the effects on the gaming industry itself are are, are debatable. But it's. Uh, mm-hmm. Take advantage of it while you can because, man, it's it's freaking awesome. Yeah,
2: because reports have started coming out that Sony's working on their thing. And then now it's like what third parties are going to be on which one and how long are they going to be there? And then when is some other company going to create theirs? And when's Epic going to have their game pass? And then, and then it's just going to be like it's just this pissing match between all these companies. It's
0: going to be exactly like streaming TV where you're exactly. completely fragmented across a bunch of different services. Yeah, that's going to be a bad thing. That's going to be unfortunate. I appreciate... I appreciate the fun that I've had with Game Pass to date. It'll be interesting to see how PlayStation counters in 2022. And, uh, you know, whatever happens with the video game streaming marketplace, we'll be here to talk about it on Outside is Overrated. Thank you once again for joining us for this standalone segment of Outside is Overrated Game Pass Forever. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. That's premierhealthmn.com. We'll be back next month to talk about Forza Horizon 5. Until then, stay inside, kids.